Hello. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You're listening to Westside Ministries San Diego with me, Ginger Cancino. I would like to remind you that if you'd like a copy of my From Rebellion to Redemption book, just email me at westsideministries at cox.net or through Facebook at Westside Ministries San Diego. And I will send that to you through your email as a PDF. And you can um, print that out if you have a printer, or you can save it on your desktop or on your phone, and you can read it wherever you go that way. I also have another book on Amazon called God in the Road Less Traveled. It is uh, for $1. So if you're interested in that book, it is a good read. And uh, at the bottom it says West Side Ministries on it. It does not say my name as the author it just says West Side Ministries so pick up that book today I'm sure that you will enjoy it both books are packed with a lot of information that God gave me and downloaded it into my brain and I put it into books I would love to write a third book but right now I am very busy I'm finishing up college and uh, will be getting my life coaching certification in a few months so I will be starting my life coach uh, business so life is a little bit busy right now but I do hope to write another book in the next few years so today we're going to talk about why we should pray why should we get into our prayer closets and pray to God the definition of prayer is a solemn request for help or expression of thanks addressed to God or an object of worship prayer helps us to establish a relationship with God prayer helps you gain an understanding of God's loving nature Prayer provides answers. Prayer helps you find direction in your life. Prayer gives you strength to avoid temptation. Prayer aligns your will with God's will. Prayer and regular fasting can help you accept God's will. Prayer can work miracles. Prayer invites the Holy Spirit into your life. And last but certainly not least, this is the most important reason why we pray, is to become more like Christ. Prayer is communication between you and God. It's just like communication between you and your spouse if you're married or you and your parents. If there was no communication, the relationship would be very rocky. And if you're married, that relationship can end up in a divorce. If it's your parents, that relationship could become estranged and you not have a lot of, of time with your parents. It's very important to communicate. It's very important to communicate authentically to be truthful when you communicate. It's very important to speak to God every day. Some days I'm busier than others, so while I'm on the treadmill, I will have my praise and worship time. Sometimes uh, I go into my prayer closet. Sometimes I'm praying throughout the day, but every day I am communicating with God. I love to come into my prayer closet um, because I can focus more when I'm in my prayer closet. But I enjoy talking to God every single day. And I read His Word. It is becoming alive and is becoming very nutritious to my body, my spirit. This prayer is also therapy because it reduces the feelings of isolation, anxiety, and fear. You know someone's always there. You know that God is always there. And you can tell him anything at all. He's not going to run down the street and tell the neighbor what you just said. You can be very truthful 
and transparent and authentic with God where you might not can completely with people. If you have a good spouse, you could you can be authentic and transparent with that spouse. If you have a best friend, you can be that way with them. But God is the ultimate person that we should go to every time, in every situation, first and foremost, to talk to Him about it. And then we can talk to someone else about it if we feel the need to. But a lot of times I find that once I get into my prayer closet and I talk to God about something, I don't really need to talk to anybody else about it. Because my Heavenly Father is the problem solver. And He's the one that takes care of everything for me. So the one thing I want to talk to you about is prayer helps you become more like Jesus. That is the most important reason why we pray, is for God to make us into His Son's image, His Son's character. We want to be more like Christ. We want to follow Christ closer. Christ said to take up your cross and follow me daily. Renew your minds with the Word of God and through prayer. We don't want to be worldly. We have to set ourselves apart. We have to be sanctified and holy. We shouldn't be watching movies that, that the world is watching. We shouldn't, be, we shouldn't be listening to things that the world is listening to. We should be more focused on God and more focused on what He would have us to do and how He's transforming us in our lives than we would be with the world. So Jesus was disciplined in his prayer life. He would go off by himself often to pray to his heavenly father. Jesus set the perfect example of prayer. If you try to follow Christ's example through prayer, you will become more like him and develop a better relationship with Christ and your heavenly father. Matthew 6 verses 9 to 13 says, we call, well, we call it the Lord's prayer. So it says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. When the disciples asked Jesus, how should we pray? Jesus gave them this prayer. This prayer is very important for two reasons. One, the words in it is very important to pray every day. Every day pray this prayer. Learn it. Matthew 6 verses 9 through 13. If you don't know it, learn it. Pray this prayer every day. But the example of this prayer is, I'm going to go through it uh, verse, by, verse by verse fairly quickly. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That is, that is acknowledging God and that is giving him praise. Hallowed be thy name. This, the next verse is thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is us asking him for his will to be done. Bring your kingdom down. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in our lives too. So when we start praying, we are to praise and worship God. We are to ask Him for His will to be done in our lives. We are to thank Him for our daily bread. 
The next verse says, give us this day our daily bread, because we know he's going to take care of our needs. So we're to praise him for taking care of our needs, for the breakfast that was on our table, for the dinner that was on our table, for the shoes that are on our feet, for the roof that's over our head. And forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. That is saying that we need to ask God to forgive our sins. Forgive our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We're to ask God to keep us away from temptation. Keep us away from evil, Lord God. Put a hedge around us that no evil or temptation can touch us. If it comes our way and we open a door and we allow temptation and evil to come into our lives, God says he will give us a way of escape. But we are to pray that he keeps it from us. And we end our prayers with praise again. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We are to praise him. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you, God, for taking care of me and my family. Thank you, God, that you are leading and guiding me in the path that you would have me to go. Thank you, Lord God, for my job, for the food in my stomach, for the clothes on my back. Thank you, Lord God. For, for keeping me safe as I go to work and come home. We are to thank him and praise him at the end. So when I get into my prayer closet, I usually spend 15 to 20 minutes with praise and worship music. I have something called battle music is what I call it. And I have it on my notepad on my cell phone. And it's YouTube videos of songs that I love. One of them is, is There Was Jesus by Zach, I think his last name is Williams, and Dolly Parton is in on that song. That is a beautiful song. That's one of my, my praise and worship battle music uh, songs. So I praise and worship for 15 to 20 minutes. Then I come to God with prayer, praying about family and friends and prayer requests and interceding for other people and things that are going on in my life, my personal struggles my giants that I'm facing and, and, and asking him to save my lost loved ones. And then in the end of it, after I have, have petitioned him and prayed to him, then I say, you know, thank you, Lord God. And in the name of Jesus, I pray all of this and, and give him praise for it. So to have a relationship with Christ, we need to understand who he is and how he, and how he is his character. Prayer helps us to develop a relationship with God. Just like your parents here on earth, your heavenly father wants to hear from you and talk to you. When we pray, he listens. Then he answers your prayers in the forms of thoughts, spiritual feelings, scripture, or uh, even through the actions of other people. Isaiah 64, 8, 8 through 9 says, But now, o Lord, you are our father. We are the clay. You are our potter. And all of us are the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, O Lord, nor remember iniquity forever. Behold, look now, all of us are your people. We are the clay. He is the potter. He created every single person that's ever been born, whether they're Christian or not. He created everyone with a purpose. It is only when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior that we can begin to search out and understand our purpose, our destiny through Him. If you're a non-believer, you are not on the road and destiny that God has for you. You are following Satan. It's either God or Satan, one or two. There is no other 
to serve. It is either God or Satan. If you're not serving God, you're being controlled by Satan. Whether you like to think that way or not, you are because of circumstances around you, because of the way that you were raised, because of, of me, social media and, and everything, uh, community and everything. You are allowing Satan to control you if you are not a child of the Most High God. And He has a purpose for you. He has a purpose for you even though you may not be His child. He has a purpose for you. All you have to do is ask Christ into your heart to be your Lord and Savior and to forgive you of your sins. And you can become a child of God and start working on the purpose that God has for you, which is greater and more wonderful than what we could ever think or imagine ourselves with our puny little human brains. It's just so amazing and wonderful. Psalms 103, verses 13 and 14. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord is compassionate on those who fear him. For he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. God loves you more than anyone on this earth could ever possibly love you. God loves your children more than you do. God has compassion on us. And he knows us and he loves us. And he has a, a place for us to be in his, in his um, church, in his family. He has a purpose. Matthew 6, 6 says, But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in, who is in secret. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. He will reward you. You are to go and pray. It's so important to have a relationship, to have a communication, to be more like Christ. We cannot do this without God. Prayer can help us find God's will and direction for our lives. Jesus prayed for God's will. Matthew 26, 39 says, And he, Jesus, went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father, it is if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he, Jesus, went away again and a second time and prayed, saying, My Father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, that was Matthew 6, or Matthew 26, verse 39 and verse 42. So Jesus was asking God if there was any other way father that you can do this and redeem people without me hanging on a cross being beaten being humiliated being nailed and 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 having a very torturous terrible death if there's any other way father then let this pass from me but then he comes back after a little bit of time and says but if it cannot pass unless I do it then your will be done you know God may ask you to do something a little hard God may ask you to do something that's gonna hurt for a time but it's not our will but his will be done you might lose someone very close to you someone that you love may pass away and we don't want people to pass away, but we all know that it's a cycle of life and that it will happen. But when you have to walk through that, it may be very hard to bear. 
But we have to remember it's not our will, but His be done. His will be done. Jeremiah 29, 12-13 says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Search out His will for your life. Find out what He wants you to do. You know, when I asked God to tell me what He wanted me to do, He only gave me a little part of it. Become an ordained minister in 2016. I did that. Start your online ministry, Westside Ministries San Diego. I did that. Those were the only two things that he gave me for a little while. Then I started evangelizing in Virginia, taking it to the streets. And now he's opened doors for me to evangelize at other churches and, and revivals. And, and I give him praise and glory for that. But he didn't tell me everything that he wanted me to do at that one moment he only gives me a piece of the puzzle to my destiny and as you're walking in that walk with him it is his destiny for you at that time so in 2016 when i became an ordained minister that was his destiny for me at that time to do that and start start uh, the online social media ministry that was the destiny Continue to walk with him, continue to pray, continue to read, continue to, to go to church and follow him, but to do those two things. Then as the years have went on, I evangelized at taking it to the streets, other churches revivals. So then he started opening doors and he started, you know, giving me those pieces to the ultimate big puzzle of the of the ultimate destiny that he has for my life. And so, as he opens doors, I go through, but I continue to walk with him. I continue to pray. I continue to read. I continue to seek him. And it's not always been easy. It's, I felt like I was in a desert for a very long time, left out there to die in, in a spiritual death sense. And it, the loneliness, the isolation, yes, I've experienced it all, and it was not fun. And there were times when I felt like giving up but God has always come through for me he has always shown me what he wants me to do at the time now he wants me to go for my life coaching certification so that I can continue to help people spiritually I'll be a Christian life coach to help people with pre-marriage and spiritually with their walk with God or just to help them in life events. What goal is it that they're wanting to accomplish that they can't seem to accomplish? Then I will be there to help them and give them the tools that they need to eventually, uh, to eventually reach their goal and succeed. God has called me to be an encourager, a mentor, a helper, a servant. So I know these things now, but they didn't come all at, at once. I don't know what God has for me in the future in three years when my husband retires and we move out of California. I don't know where he's going to have us to go. I don't know what he's going to have me to do at that point. But I'm still going to follow him and, and serve him and pray to him and read his word and, and search for him. Isaiah, our, our Psalms 145, 18 and 19 says, The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desires of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. We must fear God. 
not in a fear like, oh, I'm scared of him, but in a reverential awe and respect. Don't do things that you know God would not approve of. Don't say things that you know God would not approve of. Sometimes we still mess up and we repent and we turn from it and we go on and move away from it. But try not to do it in the first place because that shows him respect. That shows him love. Continue to read his word. Continue to renew your mind with, with the Bible and don't follow the world. Follow God. It's an honor and a privilege. For the same God who made the universe, he wants fellowship with us. He wants to hear from us. He wants to talk to us. He wants to talk to us as well as we talk to him. He wants to guide us and protect us and move us in the direction he would have us to go. You know, there are things that has happened in my life that only God can do. There, there's no other way that it could have happened other than God doing it for me so that I can move forward in the path that he has for me the narrow path that I'm on. God does not hear sinners' prayers unless it's a heartfelt prayer for salvation. God does not hear a heartless, half-hearted, meaningless prayer from unbelievers who are not his children. John 9, 31 says, Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone who is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him worship him and do his will he hears you but a sinner just saying oh lord you know get me through the night amen he doesn't hear those prayers it now obviously he hears sinners prayers because i was a sinner at one time and i turned my heart toward him and i said oh god save my soul lord jesus come into my heart forgive me my sins i believe you died on the cross for me and you rose three days later and is alive in heaven today. Save my soul and, and, and come in and, and cleanse me and change me into the person that you'd have me to be. And when I said that prayer, he heard me because he knows my heart. And he knew that it was, it was a heartfelt prayer. So he hears us, he hears sinners when they, you know, pray for salvation and it's heartfelt but it is an honor and a privilege that he hears us as we are his children and we love him and respect him and we serve him and we follow him. Jesus said, take up your cross. What does that mean? That means don't be like the world. Don't watch what the world watches. Don't listen to what the world listens to. Don't say what the world says. Change by the renewing of your mind. Be more like Christ. Study in the word of what Christ did. Christ Never, he lashed out one time to, to people in the temple that were using the house of prayer as a den of thieves, selling and buying in a church, in a temple of prayer. And Jesus came in and turned over their tables and said, "You, this is a house of prayer, but you've made it into a den of thieves. And he ran them all out. But you don't see Jesus walking through the synagogue and, and screaming at people just because he's had a bad day or, or, or says things and puts people down just because he's not feeling it today. He doesn't want to be around people today. You don't see Jesus doing that. You don't see Jesus making, making a spectacle of himself just because he gets, you know, a little bit angry at something. He, he, he did an, an angry act because it was against his father. It was against his heavenly father. You know, he didn't get, 
he, you don't see Jesus getting mad because one donkey is in front of his donkey and it's going slower than what he would like. You know, when we're in traffic and the car in front of us is going slower than what we like, you know, some of us might throw fits and start cussing and throwing up the middle finger. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus don't act that way. Jesus was gentle. Jesus was kind. Jesus was loving. He was not a pushover, but he was not someone that was going to stand and start a fight or be belligerent or hurt people's feelings. He loves, and we need to love too. We need to watch our mouths, what we say. This tongue is small, but it can cut people down at the quick. It can cut someone down because you're telling them they're stupid, they're no good, they'll never amount to anything. There's no way that you can do what God has called you to do when God gives them the strength, not themselves. God gives me the strength to do what he's called me to do. He gives me the boldness to say what he has told me to say. I'm going to say what God wants me to say, not what man wants me to say. The world will turn their back on me, but God will never do that. And God is the only one that I need to worry about impressing. And as long as I am impressing God and doing what God wants me to do, people will see the character of Christ in my life. People will see God in me and want the same thing. So it's important that we live as Christ and we do as Christ. Study how he lived. The Beatitudes. Look up the Beatitudes. I think it's in Matthew 3 or 5. One of those two. But look up the Beatitudes. We need to be more like Christ. Praying is important. It's an essential part of being a child of God. Prayer. Without prayer, there's no communication. Without communication, there's no relationship. Without a relationship, there's no eternity with Christ. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, I ask that you pray to him and ask him into your heart to forgive you of your sins, to be your Lord and Savior, to wash you clean and white as snow, and to, to set you around other God-fearing people who love and respect the Lord. Get into a good Bible-based church. Serve God today. Really serve Him. You'll never regret it if you really, truly serve Him with your whole heart. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless.